Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Random. Berto will your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We're going to have a great show for you today. It started out with a little bit of multitasking issues on this particular system. You know I'm not on that big blast of a computer that we normally had when we were in Houston, Texas. But you know we are back. Estamos de regreso. Vamos a comenzar con un programa que vamos a tener Pero lo máximo. Anyhow, folks, welcome aboard. Thank you so kindly for being here with me. You know, I've got to, before I even get started, I've got to salute my peep. AVQ says, I am watching from away today. You mean, AVQ, you don't have our research for today? What can I say? What am I going to do? Actually, we got a lot of videos for you guys. We got a lot of videos. AVQ says, major lag spike on the video. I think I got it fixed. I think I got it fixed, so we should be okay. I can see myself in sync. So far, so good. Let's get busy. AVQ, welcome aboard. Yvette Avery Herod, buenas tardes. PDR Posse, she says. Of course, she says it in English. And Alistair Waters, no school today, so I can participate. Watch the whole show. I am so happy to have you here, Alistair, participating. So throw it out there, my dear friend. Throw it out there. Video keeps buffering. The buffering should stop because I got the buffering factor taken care of. And I'm looking at the buffer, and it is standing still. Lost 2,500 packets. I hope it doesn't skew things off too many times. Alistair Waters says, me too. Bridge MCP, how you doing, my beautiful Bridge? Hi, all, she says. And then she say, yay, Alistair Waters. Uh, let's, let's see. It's great to see everybody, folks. Lee Grant, my brother, in my sole brother, my Republican conservative Lee Grant. How you doing, my brother? Great to see you here as well. Thinking Man says, 100 seat loss. Yeah, Thinking Man, I think by the time America realized that they've been snowed by the right wing, in fact, in fact, in fact, we are going to start seeing that video and audio out of sync. Damn it. Uh, how bad out of sync is it, guys? How bad out of sync is it? Uh, but you know what? I, I, I can't, I can't re-sync everything right now. I thought right now I'm seeing it in sync. So what that means is that it's the flow outside to the rebroadcaster that has a sync issue. But I guarantee you, uh, we are going to have the replay of this. It's going to be synced appropriately guaranteed thinking man says a hundred loss no it won't be a hundred seat loss actually yes it's going to be a hundred seat loss but you know who's going to lose the seats the republicans we're going to try like hell to make it you know why because our posse is going to do the work video in badly out of sync oh god i hate that i hate that i hate that but anyway folks you know stick with me uh, i know it's a pain to watch it out of sync sometimes but you know i i don't know what it is with these restreamers that cannot get back in sync i don't understand why they can't resync after there are drops in the stream it's a technical issue and it's not a very technical problem to solve they just have it done constantly you know in the old days when we wrote software right and I can't control that because these are canned software. But in the olden days when we wrote software, we actually understood it from the bit level all the way up to the high level. In other words, we programmed in C, C++, but we understood the ASM, the, the assembly language that the C++ generated. And we also, also understood the, the, the machine code that was generated from the assembly language. Man, 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 man. Today, everybody uses high-level languages, and nobody really knows what goes on underneath. So when you have these sync problems like this, you know, 
They just know that I am using the stream from this com particular company. I am using that stream from that other company. But they don't know what's underneath. So when you have this badly out of sync thing, they don't know how to solve it. So until the person who invented the lowest level software understand what goes on if some unsync problem occurs on the top, nobody knows how to do it. Uh, in the olden software days, I can't live again for the old days. Anyway, might be techno issues. I don't mind. Thank you very much for not minding, my dear British MCP. Okay, let's see. Well, one side does one thing ridiculous, and the other side has to counter with the Hunter Act. Halting the use of narcotics through Effective Recovery Act. This is where our politicians have gone back. Ridiculous policy met with the same return. <laughs> okay. Intro is still playing, and Egberto Willis. Ay, ay, ay. All right, Eric says, no violence, but tyranny drives a bad man who even name calls in parliament and take people money to, to freeze an account, invoking a radical banking control. This is why w there should be no central control by the government over people's money. So what do you prefer? Central control by the corporation? Is that what you're saying? Central control by the corporation? Remember, the corporation is not a, uh, it's not, uh, it's not, what, what's the word that I'm trying? It's not a democracy. Please remember that. It's not a democracy. All right, let's see. Bridge MCP. Yes, Egberto Willis. RTO starting. Tacking when intro was playing off sync. Aye, aye, aye. Tom C says video out of, out of sync. Sorry about that, guys. The, the replay is going to be much, much better. I promise. Just don't look at the screen. Listen. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you know, that, that's, that, that is a solution. Egberto, the snow has been falling for a solid year now. Really? I didn't know that. Bridge MCP said, ah, machine code. Made a few viruses when I was uh, first started that. Hey, hey, hey. You remember those days? Sunny Riyadh. What about DNC intentionally rigging against Bernie Sanders? Exposed by Wiki. Yeah, we always knew that. But, you know, all the problems with Bernie Sanders and the Republican Party, it's not like we didn't know that was going to happen. That's why I always told our people. I was, I'm, I was a Bernie delegate. I was an official national Bernie delegate. Okay? Uh, I was one of his de delegates uh, uh, from Texas. And the funny thing about it is, what I used to tell our posse is, folks, we just need to grow up. The Democratic Party is not going to be doing anything to try to bring on. They're not going to be nice to Bernie Sanders. There's no reason uh, to be nice to Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders want to usurp what the uh, neoliberals want to do. So the neoliberal portion of the party hates him. And the neoliberal part of the party is the one that controls the media, etc., etc., etc. So you have to take it. You cannot, they're not going to give it to you. You have to take it. And that is what, you know, that's what I tell people. Until we are ready to take it, there's no point. All right, let's see what else we got here. Maywood says, hello, everyone. How is everyone today? We're all good today. Justin Booker says, Justin Trudeau. I actually like Justin Trudeau. Eric Hayes says, play some techno music for the techno stuff. Ah, I love that. I love that. Anyway, let's go ahead and get started with the videos. And here's how it goes, right? The first one that I want to show you is, um, this is an old one that I should have showed you a long time ago, but it's about how do you take care of calling out reporters who misinform about Afghanistan? Check this out, and then we'll take it on the other side. Jensaki didn't hold back here. It, it, it is interesting, right? Because uh, when she confronts the, the neophyte of a reporter, that's, what she, that's how she sounds anyway, she says, hey, you know, the re reporter says, hey, um, a lot of people are asking, why did you do things this way or whatever? And she says, who's asking? 
And the girl said, oh, there are a lot of people. Who are these lot of people? A lot of Republicans. Which Republicans are you talking about? And then she goes ahead and she could, the only person she could think about is Mitch McConnell. So therefore, Jen Psaki had a specific message for Mitch McConnell on Afghanistan. And what was great is for once I saw the administration really stand up for ending a 20-year debacle. Uh, you take a look at how she defines it. Take a listen to this. We'll take it on the other side. The president has frequently talked about getting out of Afghanistan as a, as a major event. It has impacted his polling. This is an, a current event that is underway. The question is, what does the administration say to critics who are looking at these two events and questioning this administration's foreign policy approach? Who is questioning us? Give me Plenty of Republicans. Like who? I could name off any number of Republicans. I I'd love that, to know a name. Goodness. Um, Mitch McConnell. Okay. Well, here's what I would say to Mr. McConnell. Uh, the president ended a 20-year war in Afghanistan, uh, a war that had cost us thousands of American lives, uh, billions, trillions of dollars, and was a failed enterprise after 20 years. He was the first president to do that after many of his predecessors failed to take exactly that step. Uh, we knew it would be complicated. We knew it would be challenging. He had the courage to get our troops out of there and end a 20-year war. This is entirely different because we are not ending a 20-year war. We are trying to prevent war here. We are trying to keep American citizens safe uh, in Ukraine by encouraging them to depart, by providing them information about what the security circumstances are on the ground. And I think it's important for the American public to understand the significant differences between these different scenarios. Yes, it was a total failure, and every sub uh, previous administration failed to do what needed to get done there, and that was to get Americans the hell out of Afghanistan. We don't need to be in these places killing, uh, or rather getting, uh, getting American boys and girls killed, getting a lot of innocent people killed. At the same time, the defense industrial complex is populated with a whole lot of money to build bombs that just go ahead and kill, destroy, build more bombs. They get richer, kill, destroy. Invest that money in our students. Invest that money in the kids that need care. Invest that money in the hospitals. Invest that money in health care. That is what we need to do. We don't need to be dropping all the bombs. You know who knows about this kind of stuff? The other country that was attempting capitalism called China. Oh, no, China is not a free market capitalist country. Oh, China is a, a capitalist country on steroids, and they're going around the world making everybody think they're nice while we're going around the world dropping bombs. I tell you something. Uh, both, both, both countries leadership and economic leadership for that leaves a lot weight want leaves a lot wanting for the average average american citizen but jen saki in the way she handled the afghanistan question here perfecto yeah maywood the sink is off i i did a calculation and it looks like it may have been off by seven to ten seconds i'm not sure what it is but the replay will not have these sync issues because I'm looking at it right now, this seems to be our restreamer that has the sync problem. Whenever we have an original hiccup, it seems like they get a, a, the flu. But anyhow, so that that is where we're at. I, I sure hope that uh, we can that in the in the in, in the long run it'll catch up. I don't think it will, but we'll see. I also have a lighting issue here. But anyway, here here's the thing, folks. Here's the thing. 
um, Afghanistan should have proven one very important thing. And that is, so far, we did what we're saying. Hey, guys, if you are on YouTube, please give us that thumbs up. We need that thumbs up to get the algorithm going. And likewise, don't forget that you can always click that join button. Anyhow, um, continue. Let me continue with the thing. Hey, you know, I said that the media was controlled by... I, I, let, let me show you what I, what I talk about. People need to... Real, we all need to be together educating ourselves. I, earlier I said, and you can back up the tape, I said the media is controlled by the neoliberals. And Daniel Adolf says, now he says, he just admitted the liberal Democrats control the media. Wow, Freudian slip. No, that's not a slip at all. That's the truth. The media is controlled by neoliberals. The, the, the slip that you had, sir, is to believe that neoliberals are solely Democrats. Remember when I've talked about the part of the Republican Party and a part of the Democratic Party that are really known as the establishment, and the establishment is actually called the neoliberals because that's the policies we've instituted. Remember when we talk about Reaganomics? No, you know, we had since Reagan, we had uh, Daddy Bush, we had Clinton, we had Baby Bush, we had uh, we had Obama. Okay, then we had Donald Trump. I'm even getting chills saying that now, okay? And none of those presidents, we had all these years of presidents, 40 years of presidents, and not one of them have been able to knock out neoliberalism and Reaganism. Not one of them have really done. They've still allowed full corporate control and all policies that still work on a trickle-down basis. Believe it or not, right? We, we, all, we all praise Obama for what he did. We praise Obama for the Affordable Care Act, which was a great thing. We praise Obama for a lot of things, uh, you know, incremental steps for women's rights, incremental steps for environmental rights, etc., etc. But ultimately speaking, with all these things that we did, we never, ever put the corporate structure on their backs. We never had them concerned. We never had them worried. Who would think that it would have taken a 75 or whatever, however old Biden is, 78-year-old man, to come into office as a neoliberal implementing progressive policies? When, it, when you heard me talk about uh, you know, and I'm not talking about his warmongering portion and all of that. I'm talking about actually changing social policies, and that is what freak it, is freaking people out. That is why they're coming down so hard on him. Because, finally, the person that is attempting to shift the chip by putting in the trillions that it needs, right? Obama was kind of puny with the little package to recover from the 2008 meltdown and then the puny package that kept the insurance companies in power with Obamacare, even though they gave everybody that, that support that they needed, but the insurance companies were still in power. And then comes Biden. And Biden said, ha, the, the, the left wing's going to have my flank. And the left wing has been like, Okay, go for it, Brother Biden. Go for it. Give us those, you know, support, build back better that's going to create these, these 
it's going to create uh, uh what is it uh, distributed income i mean uh, base income by another name it's going to create medicare for all by another name as we drop the as we drop medicare uh, i mean you think about the, the the you think about what build back better was put in that you know who is very smart although we we love to hate on him we love to hate on him but the biggest democratic neoliberal in 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 uh mansion he saw it and he said it we are not some sort of a socialist state but it's not that we wanted a socialist state we wanted a democratic state with social that takes care of your social being and mansion saw it that's why he wanted to cripple build back better that's why he did everything in his power and then he actually said it he and he actually said it to his own people those people in appalachia they're going to take the monies we give them and go drink it that's not true those people in appalachia they're going to take the money and go hunting that's not true but these these neoliberal liars would say whatever they have to say to ensure that corporations keep ultimate power you see the idea is if people start having choices they will have to be paid to work and then the parasites that make up corporations, the parasites that own corporations, can't just sit down and suck the blood of those people who are actually doing the work. Those people are cleaning the pipes. Those people who are pumping the oil. Those people who are growing your land. Those people who are manufacturing the product. As some shareholders sit at the pool, checking out the stock market to say, look at my money work for me. You get it? And, it was, and, and, and who is it that did this? It wasn't Obama. It wasn't Clinton. It was our neoliberal friend, Biden. And now they're trying to cut his wings and cripple him. And enough people are not having his back. People are like, well, Egberto, why are you having uh, that neoliberal's back? I don't care if he's a neoliberal, as long as he's passing the laws that we need. I love him then. Right? I don't care... I, look, I don't. If a Republican started to pass progressive policies, I'll become a Republican. If they started to part, if they started, if they said, "Okay, neoliberal Democrats, I'm not following you anymore. I'm going to start passing progressive policies," you'd be surprised how quickly I'll say, "Okay, I'm voting in the next election as a Republican." You see, I don't care about these parties. I only care about people. I'm a humanist. I only care that the American people get all that they deserve. You know? That's all it's about. It's not about me. It's not about all these other things. It's about let's make sure we have an equitable society. Let me go ahead and read some of your stuff before I start doing the other videos. 11 watching, 6 likes. Ay, 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 ay. That's terrible. That, I wonder if... Ay, ay, ay. Come on, folks. Let's go ahead and do that sharing thing. Let's go ahead and, and, uh, and pick that up because that is, not a, that, that is not a good number at all. That's not a good number. But anyhow, we, we're still doing fine. Um, I love all of you that are here. Eric, we spoke about this. Let's see. Baby Bush, that is funny, Egberto. <laughs> I know it is, isn't it? British MCP, Baby Bush. Ha, 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 ha. 
uh, let's see, the Eric, the duck that quacks says almost three trillion spent, and we couldn't even stop drug production in Afghanistan. Exactamente. All right, folks, keep going ahead and share this stuff. Tweet it out. If you have a Twitter, just put the link out there and say, hey, guys, watch this now on your own personal Twitter, and please do it on your own personal thread in Facebook, etc. That is how we actually get the numbers. We all have to share in this to do it. Hey, Paul Fleming, welcome aboard, my brother. The only thing that trickled down is when we go to the bathroom. <laughs> Republicans are full of it. And neoliberals, brother, and neoliberals. Neoliberals, Republican, and neoliberal Democrats. Carl Cox says, we were smart to leave Afghanistan. However, America should should have started leaving three to four months earlier. We could have gotten all Americans out plus 90. Look, that is a narrative that I don't want settled in, Carl Cox. Before it came on TV, there was erratas given to Americans that they know of in Afghanistan before it made the news, telling them, hey, guys, go home. The embassy was warning people before they put it on the news because they don't want people to know, okay, we're exiting or anything like that. So these people knew, for those people that were registered with the embassy, etc., they knew that they needed to get the hell out of that. But I mean, the, the thing about it is a lot of people would stay in these countries until the last minute. And even though you're saying, leave, 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 they stay, stay, stay. And then when they're trapped, they're like, come on, Uncle Sam, come and get me and put your, your children the your children who serve in the military, they put their lives at risk because they didn't leave when they were told you should leave. So let's let's not allow the narrative to grow to say that uh, that the president should have left earlier. That's not the narrative. The narrative is those are grown folks who are in Afghanistan and they know that Afghanistan is a war zone. You may get out, you may not. That's why they pay you so much to be there. Rose Williams, welcome, my dear sister. Daniel Edo says, LOL. So at the, at the very last, the media is controlled by Egberto's political allies. No, I said neoliberals. Neoliberals are not liberals, my dear. Look it up. At the end of the day, they are your ideological spectrum. So sure, you get the benefit out of what media controls. Certainly much, much more benefit than I. No, no, no. Neoliberals are closer to conservatives, rich I mean, again, neoliberals are pretty much following the conservative mantra. That's why there's this big rift between the progressive faction in the Democratic Party and the ones that like to call themselves the moderates. They're not moderates. They're neoliberals. They're, they're, they're dinos, but to keep harmony, we don't quite come out and call them dinos, right? But that's what they are. The duck that quack says mansions, coal mine buddies pay him, but not their rent or taxes. True. It's amazing. They pay him because it's a lot cheaper to pay him than to pay their rent and taxes. That's the whole thing. Dev Denny says Carl Cox, Americans in Afghanistan were warned of the pullout a year ahead of time. Then again at six months and again at four months, you act like they were caught by surprise. They weren't and they stayed. And that's what I was trying to tell Brother Cox. You know, they were warned. They did, it just didn't come on the media. They got direct messages. All right, let's see. Rose Williams says, I love the way Manchin doesn't want his constituents to get entitlements, but I don't see him refusing the many entitlements he's given because he's a senator. Oh, that is so beautiful, Rose. You're right. Eric Hayes says, Egberto, you fly by the seat of your political pants like Biden stuff? Really? Well, I wish I could fly. Rose Williams says, I don't care about party. I only care about policy. I love you, Rose. That's exactly how I think. 
The duck that quack says they need to primary vote those odd birds in disguise. Bridge MCP, Rose, that is why I say constituents should get them and start voting better. Amen. ABQ says, Gilberto, there used to be far populist Republicans who would lie about upholding social safety net issues. Trump was one of them in 2016. He lost that far populist rhetoric in 2020. He sure did. Uh, Eric Hayes says, replying to Eric Hayes, Paul Fleming, it was the government decision that put Americans in that position. So you take it sad, especially for... No, it was... there. It, people have independent will. Isn't that what you guys always say? Come on now. E2247 says, my friend Phil Stewart at Reuters just dropped this bomb. Secretary of Defense Austin announced during a visit to Warsaw that Washington is ready to sell 250 Abram tanks to Poland. You see, it's all about pumping money to the military defense contractors, man. You know, oh, play, look, you see, they lost Afghanistan. All that money that they had to put in Afghanistan, ah, oh, we got to find somewhere to, to populate for the defense industrial, country, uh, uh, defense industrial complex to have their money. So, hey, Russia, help them out. Russia, come on, put all those things on the border. Now we have to supply all those NATO countries with tanks and missiles and all of that. And who do you think pay? You think we're going to pay for that? We're putting it there, and then they get the bill. They're going to get the bill, and they're going to have to pay Brown and Root. They're going to have to pay Boeing. They're going to have to pay all these defense contractors. Mark my word. The duck that quacks, only a fool in Afghanistan didn't know what uh, would happen with the U.S. pulled out. Of course, agreed. The duck that quacks. All right, let's see. Carcock says, all right, we could still have gotten the Afghans out who wanted to leave to get out. Again, as, as uh, Alistair said, they had a year to leave. They didn't. Lee Grant says, football season is over. So all we are left with is Monday morning quarterback Afghanistan. I know, Lee. I know. I know. I know. All right. The duck that quacks. Uh, let's see. Yearly worked great for us on the border. Rose Williams says, neoliberals are a-holes, I think is what she meant. Hi, Coop. 333. How you doing, my brother? Reagan was a neoliberal, wasn't he? Of course he was. Eric Hayes' Egberto narrative is putting people in harm's way unnecessarily as they had big Bagram and all the equipment needed to take care of it. Did you know how far Bagram was from the, the, the capital? It was extremely far. 20 minutes or 30 minutes to get there. You know how many bombs would, be, would hit people running into Bagram? The reason they had it where they had it was that it was easy to get people out. They could protect the perimeter. That is the reason. Read. They all discussed that. Do you think you know more than those guys? Come on now. All right. Deb Dennis says, Carl Cox and the chaos that ensued by everyone who stayed until the last minute. Are you kidding? Norman Reynolds says, hey, Norman, how are you doing, my brother? Fox News is a Republican mouthpiece that are anti the Democratic Party and support fascist policies. They are not neoliberals per se. They're not, they, are, they follow neoliberal mantra is what I mean. They follow the trickle-down economics. They fo follow corporate control. They follow all the vestiges of unfettered capitalism. Uh, the, all of those things they, they want. I mean, they, they, they stoke their base as if they're populist. But if you notice, when Donald Trump gave his tax cut, it was a neoliberal type tax cut. He talks a different game. I'm putting all the money in the pockets of the average American. But ultimately, it looked no different than Reagan. Actually, it looked like Reagan on steroids. 
All right, Paul Fleming, we are at the halfway point. Yes, we are. Thank you for reminding me. And in that regards, at the halfway point, I got to do this. What do I have to do? There we go. Willis, as host of Politics Done Right, a progressive radio media show on Pacifica Network's KPFT 90.1 FM Houston that engages all ideologies, I found that our political angst isn't mostly ideological. There is a well-designed effort by many in power to control us. If we are at each other's throats, we are less likely to demand our economic and local wishes. In that light, I wrote three books. I wrote the first one titled, As I See It, Class Warfare, The Only Resort to Right-Wing Doom, to describe the entire economy in a manner we can all understand. It highlights why it was designed to pill for most as it empowers a few, the chosen. The second book, titled It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors, take it to the next level. After understanding how the system pilfers, it is incumbent that we can speak to our peers to empower a change. The third book, How to Make America Utopia, take away the economy from those who rigged it gives us a place to land after learning about our economy that is dysfunctional for most and learning how to engage the other side we point out what would make an economy that works for all each book stands on its own but together they provide the full picture please consider getting one or more you will undoubtedly learn be entertained and help us continue the mission with our blogs articles videos and books absolutely so, and folks, you can go ahead and get those books at politicsandright.com slash books. I just put it in the feed, politicsandright.com slash books. And if you want to go ahead and support us, which we need your support, you can either click on that join button. If you're on YouTube, click that join. Say, I'm going to join right now. And if you join right now, I'll put your name on the screen. Uh, let's see. You can also support us by going to politicsandright.com slash YouTube, politicsandright.com youtube support us on youtube you can support us on patreon we need a lot more patreon politicsandright.com slash patreon politicsandright.com slash patreon patreon is spelled p-a-t-r-e-o-n p-a-t-r-e-o-n and of course the the the, the very reliable politicsandright.com slash paypal politicsandright.com slash paypal uh, you can get, go to our store. We have a lot of new products in our store. Go to politicsandright.com slash store, politicsandright.com slash store. And of course, like I said before, please get our books. I can guarantee you, you'll learn from the books. You'll like the books. It's also entertaining. Politicsandright.com slash books. And you want to find out the way to support the, the all-encompassing support, politicsandright.com slash support. Okay. You know, you hear the Republicans talking about a lot of voter fraud, voter fraud, and they've they've usurped a lot of our election, and they've they've made it a lot difficult. They have made so much difficult. In fact, I just registered to vote by mail because I'm in D.C., so I set up to register by mail, and they made it as difficult as possible, difficult as possible. But you know what? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? We are going to still get it done. I want to go ahead and play you right now uh, who is really responsible in this country for voter fraud. Check this out, and then we'll take it on the other side. These Republicans attack the integrity of elections they might lose in nonstop fear-mongering about fraudulent votes being cast. They did it in the past election, and so, with less than nine months to the midterms, it's time to keep an eye out for that again. But here's an interesting thing. It turns out that most of the alleged voter fraud that has actually been documented, which is minuscule, like count on your fingers kind of thing, has been carried out by Republicans. 
Take, for example, the state of Florida, a retirement community northwest of Orlando known as The Villages, where four residents were accused of casting more than one ballot in 2020, once in Florida, again in their home states. Three of them are Republicans. The fourth had no party affiliation. So with that in mind, there's another story that's been grabbing Floridians' attention. Um, allegations of canvassers improperly switching elderly voters' party registration. It was first reported back in December with this 84-year-old in a Miami community known as Little Havana. One of the political and social organizations who are registered with the state as a third-party voter registration organization who regularly canvass neighborhoods and help people register, they came calling, she said. Her family believes she trusted the paperwork they gave her and signed it, only to learn they were registering this lifelong Democrat as a Republican. Since that story aired, the Miami Herald found that more than 100 people who live in a pair of Miami public housing towers changed their political party affiliations during a recent three-month period, adding to questions about whether some residents' party affiliation was changed without their consent. So who is it, again, responsible for voter fraud? I mean, it is clear. And if you look at the conviction that has occurred in Pennsylvania, in Arizona, in Florida, in North Carolina, not one of them were for Democrats. Now, they tried to get a Democrat the other day, and they were unsuccessful. Uh, they, they had to run to another county to try to get him pressed in another county. Imagine that. Imagine that. But anyhow... Uh, let, let's see. Let me get back to some of what you're saying out here. Let's see. Uh, going back, I got to scroll back up because after I put all those things in there, scroll down. Norman, yeah, and MSNBC uh, is the Democrats' mouthpiece that are anti-Republican minus the fascism, of course. And then, of course, we have, uh, let's see, the duck that quacks. Vri says, hey, off sync, Paul, so we can wait 10 seconds. Thank you for telling us that. Biden Independent will put America in the Afghanistan full of... I don't understand that. Anyway, let's see. The duck that quack says the military industrial complex gets dollars again. That's the whole thing. We have to have a war. We need wars. We need to keep the monster fed. And we create all these false things to make the Americans go along and to allow them to take our dollars and transfer it to those warmongering corporations who uses war. To make money let's see you are here chatting and sharing thank you for reminding us to do that and i did that thing it was both you uh bridge mcp and brother fleming that says hey it is that time folks it is that time carl cox says the afghan people were not told about us getting out until the last minute deb denny are you kidding uh well the afghans people were not told for a particular reason because they don't know who were who were friends who were foes you know the thing about it carl cox says i think you'd agree with all of us brother is that we should not have been there in the first place we sh we didn't belong over there at all at all at all all right let's continue uh eric says egberto they could have both places easily i don't know what you're talking about there okay uh daniel Edo says to maywood yes i am rich in so many ways, but I do not have a lot of money and assets, surely not in the 1%. <laughs> Don't I know that? All right, let's continue. The duck that quack says, my next super chat will be coming soon. Can't do those $20 like I used to. Hey, that's all right, man. Uh, let me tell you something. I love everybody for whatever they can do to support what we do. I promise you, I love you 
all. So you can support us, support us. You can support us big, support us big. You can support us small, support us small. You can support us by sharing. You can support us by telling people about the program. You can support us when the program is over, making sure that the links get out there. We get, we get orders of magnitude more views after the show. I guess it's because of the time or whatever. But I would love to have a large viewership at this time at 3 p.m i understand I'm, I'm not going to get a lot of people that are out working and all that kind of stuff but i know there are enough people that stay around that we could probably get 10 times the amount of people that we're getting live right now only you can help us do that alistair water says insert sarcasm since when has the u.s given a crap about helping refugees that come to our borders well you know it girl all right let's see dev denny says Carl Cox, just how was that supposed to happen? I'll let you guys fight that one. Not fight that one. Discuss that one out. Uh, we also have, apparently, let's see. The duck that quack says, apparently white-skinned tone people are more desirable than hard-working people of darker skin. Well, uh, until they're needed, right? <laughs> until they're needed, as long as you can take advantage. But it's, it's not even, you know, the, the, the skin complexion is a method of separation used to to keep our class system in a certain degree. You have to keep people scared of others or think others are taken from others for this system to work. Otherwise, nobody would work for a system where the top 1% uh, are parasites. In other words, they produce nothing. They just depend on what everybody else produces for them. You see, we, whenever we start to think about things the way they really are, then that is what's empowering to us. And that's what we have to realize. Remember that. That top 1% produce not a damn thing. Do they have more intellect than most of you? Hell no. What they'd have is, one, either they were chosen, or two, they have a good handling of the actual economic laws of this system that are neither divine nor moral. So that's all we got to remember. Rose Williams said, when they tried a stunt in Georgia to get Democrats to commit voter fraud, the Democrats reported them instead. You remember that? Oh, yeah. Uh, the duck that quacks says, I just bought furniture made in Vietnam. We really showed them. <laughs> ABQ says, Carl Cox, I didn't see any news today of the Taliban hunting Americans. I know. It, it, it's a joke. You know, I always wondered that, right? We, we, we kill them over there so that they don't come over here. Oh, yeah, right. Man, I tell you. I, I, I just found it funny how that actually you know, worked with some people. Mike Cisak, welcome, my brother. How are you doing? I found a huge amount of vote fraud in Georgia simply by searching the public file of addresses that were for registered voters who voted in 2020 in just one county. I found over a thousand fraudulent addresses. Wow. You found it. And somehow all the money that Donald Trump has, he cannot find it to actually tell people specifically what's wrong. I think you need to talk to Greg Palace, who actually found exactly and equal to the opposite of what you just said, Mike C-Sec. And I've had Greg Palace on my show several times. Daniel Edo says, may would read that again. I said that I have a lot of money and assets. Was that not clear? I am very materially rich, just not 1%. All right, dear buddy. All right, Paul Fleming, it's true. After watching the report on the Georgia Senate of the issue, I went to the same source of the county vote board. So how comes they haven't made an issue out of it? Have you guys ever used your mind to think a bit and say, if, if all this evidence is out there, why isn't it? Why isn't something done about it? There's this big conspiracy just to get Donald Trump out of there, right? No, there's people are so scared of Donald Trump. If that were true, Donald Trump would be president today. Anyhow, 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 gas tax, gas tax, gas tax. Should we reduce the gas tax? I want to play this for you. Uh, first, first of all, 
I'm going to give you a narrative of the gas tax that I want you guys to remember keenly because all these people that talk about gas tax and forgiven gas tax uh, while, um, while the prices of gas is high, they don't understand economics. So let me go ahead and play this and then we'll take it on the other side. So when everything from eggs to lumber to cars, it's just so much more expensive. Any kind of savings sounds pretty good, right? So how about 18 cents less per gallon of gas? The Washington Post reporting, quote, the White House and top Democratic lawmakers are beginning to weigh a new push for a federal gas tax holiday, potentially pausing fees at the pump as part of a broader campaign to combat rising prices. Uh, But that push, it actually might hit a roadblock before it even gets into gear. What these senators who are up for re-election, they're out on the campaign trail and they hear from voters that the most concerning thing is inflation, the rising cost of gas prices, the rising cost of food. And so some of these senators are saying that perhaps they should consider suspending the federal gas tax, which is about 18 and a half cents per gallon when you're filling up the tank. They say that will put a little bit more money in people's pockets and a alleviate some of the pain. But uh, there's already some pushback among Republicans who say that this is something that is gimmicky. It's something that Mm. won't have much of an impact. And they say that it's electoral year politics. And even some Democrats aren't completely on board yet either. Now, historically, Democrats have long resisted attempts to get rid of the gas tax, something this is something that is floated periodically every few years when gas prices do rise. And so this time around, though, uh, you know, Democrats are trying really hard to win back the Senate. And so this is an attempt to try to relate to Americans and give them some bit of help. Yasmin. So so here's the thing. Quickly, Leanne, is I'm always told, listen, if you're against an idea, then tell me your solution. So, so what is their, you know, the naysayer's solution to this, as we, of course, heard from the president as well yesterday, that the economy could be affected if uh, Moscow invades Ukraine, that could push the gas prices even higher than they already are. Yeah, well, this discussion about uh, inflation on Capitol Hill, uh, Republicans have been sounding this alarm for a while. Their response is mostly don't spend more government money, and that will help to reduce inflation. Um, and then Democrats are now getting in on this debate, too. They are realizing that this is something that is real. But Democrats don't have a lot of proposals yet, either. They are now at least starting to acknowledge that inflation is something that people are grappling with across the country, but they haven't yeah. really come up with any uh, proposals that will fin- cross the finish line in order to address it just yet. Yeah. All right, let me tell you something. Any, any, uh, any reduction in the gas taxes is nothing more than a transfer of wealth to the uh, oil companies because what it means is as follows. We are going to drop that little bit of tax, 18 cents or whatever it is, and everybody gets 18 cents back and the oil companies just get more, either more volume in sales because the gas has dropped by 18 cents or they rack the price up another 18 cents and call it inflation caused by all the different things occurring in the country. What I think the, the government should do is say, okay, if you guys can't supply gas a a necessary resource at a respectable price we will go ahead and take over production until the emergency is done and when you think you can give 
gasoline at a good price, we'll turn it back over to you. After all, the gasoline that the, the crude that you're pulling out of the ground was not placed there by your corporations. It was placed there by divine spirits or however it got there. Well, we know what it happens, right? That's all fossilized, fossilized uh, carbon. But anyway, uh, if you can't get, we, uh, the government is there to protect the people. If you cannot, if you cannot give a price to the people that they can survive on, then we, the people, will produce the oil at a price the people can use. And people say, but it's supply and demand is the reason why the price is high. No, we do not have shortages. If there were shortages, it would justify a run. We have sufficient fuel in this world even as we shouldn't be burning it, but we have enough under current conditions. This is simply a transfer of wealth because these corporations have pricing power. This mean, this is the same for eggs. This is the same for milk. This is the same for cheese. This is the same for peanut butter. All these things, there's absolutely no reason that we should have any price increases on these particular products. And the reason why is we as American citizens, we buy the crap that neoliberals tell us on the news, on every channel, from Fox News to MSNBC to CNN. We cannot believe these lies, okay? We do not have shortages and the supply chain issue has nothing to do with the government. It has everything to do with the private sector screwing up with just-in-time inventory, with offshoring. So why should we, the people, pay the price for the screw-ups of the private sector to make a dollar? Since they have proven that they were inept, since they were, have been proven that they do not understand what's best for society, then if they don't, if they go ahead and have inflation, we'll take it away from them and put the prices where they should be. And it can be done. The problem is you have to have the will to do it. You have to remember that why I talk about having the right size government is because government is we the people. And if the, if, if the corporate structure, which we the people allow to exist as its own entity, actually remember, the corporation is a legal entity. If that legal entity is unable to make society better, if that legal entity hurts society, high gas prices, high food prices, then we take that legal entity away. Because first and foremost, it's we the people. First and foremost is we the people. If corporations had that threat on their backs, you'd be surprised how fast prices would fall. If they thought for one minute that you misbehave, we will nationalize. Watch how quickly prices come down. You want me to give an example of when that occurred? During, Obama, during the Obamacare debate, when they were scared that the ever-increasing prices of insurance was going through the roof, suddenly during the negotiations of Obamacare, suddenly during the negotiations of Obamacare, the price of the price increases on insurance stopped. They really slowed down. If you doubt me, look at the charts between 2008 and 2012, 2014. Take a look at the chart in the increase in 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 uh, in, in these things. Okay, Egberto uh, logic. We have plenty of fuel, but we should shouldn't burn it. I agree. 
And it, it's and the logic comes from you can burn the fuel and throw all that stuff into the air, or you can go ahead and start going to a green economy. Uh, let's see what else we got here that I missed. I saw a lot of messages coming across. Please, please, please raise in the price of gas. We can go fully electric. Gas will be the past in the 10 years. That's why it's so great. Bop, bop. You're right against Paul Fleming. Uh, let's see what uh, Bridge MCP says. I went into the hospital and came out and gas went up 20 cents a gallon. There, it's, it's funny, isn't it? It is so funny. It is sad. It is theft. It is legalized theft. Uh, Deb Dennis says, Cox, the point is, we shouldn't have been, I, I, I think I got to that already. Uh, let's see what else Daniel Ado, I think, uh, I think Daniel had something about price controls that I may want to hit. Daniel Ado says, price and controls. Whoa, old failed ideas are now being recycled by the leftists hoping you are historically ignorant. No, 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 no. If you want to talk about price controls, it was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was Richard Nixon who instituted price controls. But if you're going to institute price control, you better don't do it in a half-ass way. If you're going to do price controls, you make sure and do it in such a manner that you don't allow the plutocracy to undercut you. And what I mean by that, you don't allow the plutocracy to use you and say, ah, since you're doing that, we in some other place, we are going to create shortages. We're going to create all these things and it's going to look like price control is a failure. Look, price control is not the best thing if you had a moral economic system. But when you have an immoral economic system and you start to regulate it, you have to, it is like giving an inoculation to evil. An inoculation to evil is price controls, right? Uh, let's see what else we got here. What else have we got here? What else have we got here? All right, I got another video to show you. You know, we, we did, earlier we did the gas tax, we did the voter fraud. Um, the crime rate, you know, everybody likes to talk about a crime rate and want to attack the, you know, uh, some of the people who come and stuff and say, look at what those liberals are doing about the bond issue, etc. What they forget is that the bonds people love to vote Republican. The people who are the bail bonds persons vote Republican. And in that regards, Republicans are responsible for having these bonds that, that, that we have out there. Don't dare believe that this is just a Democratic judge thing that releases people. Because if you check the percentage of the people that are released who commit crimes, 2%. 2%, okay? The released on bond that do violent things, 2%. Compare that to the, to the crime itself in the country, and you see it's not too far off, right? So therefore, uh, even though if your particular person was killed, maimed, or hurt by somebody who was released on bond, to you, that is the end of the world, and it should be. But it does, statistically, it is actually insignificant that's a bad thing to say when it comes to humanity but when you're making policy you cannot make policy based on uh, what happens to an individual you make policy based on society and that is what that's how you get good policy but again if you really want to know who's responsible for crime i can tell you categorically and she can as well there's no question that crime has risen across the country since the pandemic began. There are a lot of important, nuanced, tough debates to be had about the reasons for that increase, which is clear. It's it's happening and how to reverse it. And there are criminologists I respect uh, and who read who support hiring more police. And there are other people I respect and I who I read who think we should abolish prisons and police. 
There's a wide degree of debate. I am personally open to hearing. I wrote my second book, A Colonization, about these issues. But what Ted Cruz and his colleagues displayed today is not part of that debate. It's just sheer, disgusting, super predator, crack baby, Willie Horton-style fear-mongering. It is the latest step in the crazy backlash criminal justice politics straight out of the 80s and 90s that gave us the highest incarceration rate in the world and that has regained so much steam on the right. I mean, look, this is not anything original. Ted Cruz is not coming up with anything original here. He's just using the oldest playbook imaginable because it works. But, you know, this isn't about principle. Uh, It's not about principle at all. It's really just about political opportunity and the chance for Republicans to once again manipulate the conversation around crime and an increase in crime or at least certain crimes in certain places um, to make it seem as if Democrats are the ones causing that instead of Republicans. But but make no mistake, the reason that crime has increased can be directly traced back to right wing policies, not left wing DAs. I think this conversation has been weaponized right now and not just by Republicans, but largely by Republicans. Right. Um, to indicate that this is a lack of police or prosecutors. But what I think is happening and what I think a lot of people who uh, think about the system holistically can see is that we're in the middle of a pandemic. We've dealt with um, unprecedented isolation, uncertainty. Uh, Kids aren't in school. We are in a moment of deep societal flux. And it's not surprising to me that in a country that doesn't actually provide the social services or, you know, uh, safety nets that people need, that crime has gone up. Absolutely. So in a time when we don't have a real social safety net, what else is there to expect that is what you see. Now, I hear uh, Hayes in, 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 the, in the chat room saying, oh, uh, criminals are running all over the place. Uh, Mr. Mr. Hayes, I know where you live. Tell me when did you last see a criminal running around where you are? Tell me when last did you see a criminal in that entire area? You see, the media has a, a, an important thing to do right now. Right now, they are hunting progressives. In other words, we have to make it seems like progressives' values are not what Americans want, even though that they say they want it. So they are hunted because if we are starting to have traction and if people start to realize that in, if what we do is in their best interest, what do you think happens? The It comes crumbling down. The plutocracy comes crumbling down. Folks, please don't forget, support the program. Please go to politicsdoneright.com slash support, politicsdoneright.com slash support, and support us in any manner that you find you are able to do. We could not do this without you. My name is Egberto Willies. This is Politics Done Right, and you guys know how I end this. Baby, I am what? Out! Welcome to Politics Done Right. I am your host, Egberto Willies. This is the progressive program that will take the mystery out of politics. This is the program that will encourage you to make sure government becomes we the people. Whether you are liberal, progressive, conservative, or otherwise, you get to hear your point of view. We are an independent media outlet that, unlike mainstream media beholden to corporations, we only owe allegiance to you. Remember, you can also send me a tweet at EGB 
E-G-B-E-R-T-O-W-I-L-L-I-E-S. That is at Egberto Willis. Let us engage. It is politics done right. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join. <laughs>